Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Only you can keep the Daily Tech News Show independent. To find out more, go to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, May 14th, 2018. From Studio Fila, and I'm Sarah Lane. Tom Merritt is out this week in Australia, but... I'm Justin Robert Young from Oakland, California, trying my best to fill the lofty, lofty shoes that Tom has left for us. You know, we've, we've got our work cut out for us, Justin, but I, I feel good about it, uh, especially because we have producer Roger Chang, who's, who's going to uh, chime in, perhaps more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I might chime in, but for now, I will disappear behind the wall of, of screenshots. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, without further ado, let's start out with a few tech things you should know. Cue the wall. Facebook announced it suspended around 200 apps while it conducts a thorough investigation into whether or not the app developers misuse Facebook user data. Cambridge Analytica scandal is obviously behind this. Back in March, CEO Mark Zuckerberg said that any apps that would not agree to a thorough audit would be banned from the platform. You know, the the question here is going to be exactly where they draw the line of who misused what and how much they want to punish it because they have an ecosystem problem uh, if they draw that line too harsh. Well, in the TechCrunch article, uh, TechCrunch reached out to Facebook to say, okay, well, you've banned 200 apps, but how many have you, you know, reviewed? And yeah. they said thousands, but we're very vague about it. So mm. hard to know what's going on behind the scenes there. TiVo's DVR is getting Alexa support. Oh, sorry. The assistant will be able to change the channels, skip commercials, jump. Fu- <laughs> Shut up, Alexa. Sorry. Uh, jump back or forward and launch apps like Netflix. Last year, Dish became the first U.S. pay TV provider to integrate with Amazon's assistant and DirecTV and Verizon have integration as well. <laughs> well, you know, you did it to yourself. I certainly Dem- did. Democrat Senators Edward Markey, Chuck Schumer, Bill Nelson, and Brian Schatz will force a vote on restoring net neutrality provisions repealed by the FCC this Wednesday, May 16th. The press release added that the resolution has the full support of all 49 Democrats in the Senate, plus Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine. Uh, another reminder. Wednesday will be interesting. Yeah, a reminder that even if this does pass, it is likely to be vetoed by Trump, but who knows wi-fi alliance is introducing a new wireless standard called wi-fi certified easy mesh allowing customers to use different brand routers that conform to the standard in a mesh network instead of buying an entire system from one vendor as the situation is now 
Easy Mesh will also uh, be future compatible, meaning routers that currently support Easy Mesh will work with future Easy Mesh uh, compatible routers. D uh, to support the standard, routers will need at least uh, 802.11n compatible hardware. Let's talk a little more about a big story today, and that is encryption tools for email that are widely used and may not be the right call. PGP and <laughs> SMME, both email encryption tools, are vulnerable to hacks that can reveal the plaintext of encrypted messages. Sebastian Schintzel, a professor of computer security at Munster University of Applied Sciences, wrote on Twitter yesterday, Sunday, that there are no reliable fixes and says that anybody who uses either encryption standard should disable them when sending sensitive information or, you know, in general. Both Schintzel and a blog post by the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, referred those affected to instructions for disabling plugins in Thunderbird, macOS Mail, and Outlook. Roger, I know you've done a little bit of digging into the story. Uh, there was a paper that's apparently going to be published tomorrow with a lot more information about this. But what, what, what's 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 going on here? So, um, for those who are not familiar, PGP uh, stands shorthand for Pretty Good Pir uh, Privacy, and it was uh, a stand or a system used that allowed people to encrypt messages and send them via email. The idea is that you have two keys. You have a uh, private key, which is the one you have, and a public key, which is the one you hand to everyone else. Anyone wants to send you an email, they take that public key that you give them and they encrypt it. The only way to decrypt it is with your private key. And so you could be sure that the people that sending it to you, uh, even if someone intercepted that email, that attachment would not, been, uh, would not be able to be seen because they wouldn't have that private key to decrypt it. Now, the, the vulnerability that was discussed, um, you know, this is currently this, I haven't read the full uh, uh, paper yet because it hasn't been released, uh, as of this recording, um, is that there's two vulnerabilities. One is with uh, OpenPGP and SMIME uh, itself, but the other uh, attack vector is with the client. That means the email, out, uh, Outlook, macOS Mail, uh, anything like that, where they... Because of the way uh, PGP works, an attacker can essentially uh, insert additional data into a PGP mail that's going in transit um, and basically fool your system into taking. And once they decrypt that email, they, they mail a copy to the, to the attacker. Now, the attacker in that phase will not be able to see the email, but it's a way to kind of stick their foot in the door, right? It's kind of like when you wait for someone to go into an apartment building complex you don't have the key for, you know, the door closes very slowly, so they run very quickly right behind you to, to get in, even though they're not allowed. Um, it's going to be very complicated. We have Shannon Morse coming uh, Friday, and we'll be able to talk uh, at length with her, kind of figuring out how severe this is. Now, the important thing to say is this is not in the wild. In other words, there has been no uh, verified public attack. This is what researchers have discovered as a potential vector for attack. And uh, so in terms of precaution, the EFF and a, few, uh, a bunch of other people are saying, just don't use it for right now. Use another service like Signal or something to get messages, encrypt, uh, encrypted messages uh, from you to, uh, to other people. So when you say don't use it, you mean don't use email because these are the most popular encryption formats for email? Uh, well, yeah, don't, if you want to send, some, currently, 
you know, you can assume that PGP and SMIME aren't 100% safe. And uh, if you have any doubt or you just have very sensitive data, use another another method uh, to send that message through. So Signal or another encrypted app uh, that might that doesn't go through email or uh, another method like meeting them in person. Do we know if there's anything other is is there any other messaging or uh, communications platform that uses these formats? Um, no, you essentially need to implement PGP and SMIME. Uh, or in PGP's case, they're add-ons, so they aren't by default uh, something that you have with email, right? It's it's something that you have a function to uh, encrypt mail, attach it, and send it via email. So basically, like putting a lock on your ma- uh, on a a piece of mail that you send through the postal service. It's another layer of security uh, that uh, that you have because email in itself is not secure. Got you. Moving on, sources tell the Wall Street Journal that engineers at Tesla considered adding a driver attentiveness system to autopilot to ensure that drivers were still looking at the road or keeping their hands on the wheel when the car was in autopilot mode. But that Elon Musk and other Tesla executives overruled the idea reportedly because of the price to implement and its potential to frustrate users. Autopilot is classified as a driver assistance, not driverless, meaning the car and the driver share responsibility. In other Tesla news, Doug Field, Tesla's senior vice president of engineering since 2014, is, quote, taking some time off to recharge and spend time with his family, unquote, but has not left the company. Tesla will restructure in an effort to streamline its business, CEO Elon Musk told employees Monday. Obviously tough times. For Tesla these days, uh, Sarah, which of these stories interests you? Well, you know, considering that the last earnings report with Elon Musk was strange, um, the 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 um, the phone call afterwards, yeah. um, you know, and he's just I don't know, he's on another planet, um, quite literally, um, <laughs> but figuratively as well. But I I do. You know, I think autopilot came into play in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds about right. And, you know, if an engineer said, hey, we could put some sensors on the wheel, you know, or, you know, maybe, you know, the rear view mirror, there could be something to, you know, be able to tell if somebody's eyes were actually looking at the road. I could see executives being like, well, you know, it's, you know, too expensive. We don't need that. But... Considering that there was a uh, um, an autopilot death recently, I think it was March. Um, it it and and just the whole driverless or driver assist type thing is it's a it's a it's a it's a sticky situation for a yeah. lot of companies, not just Tesla. You know, I I I wonder whether or not they would feel that bad things happen. In whenever you're in a car, right? No matter how many different safety features that you have and add autopilot to that, does that make us, A, is it effective? B, does it make us more or less culpable if something does go wrong that and, and they did clear these features? And beyond that, when do we decide to strip these features out? You know, like, uh, when do we make the call? Nope, now it's something that you should not have to have these elements uh, in, involved in, in the process? These are all tricky questions, but man, it does feel like there is just a dog pile on Tesla right now. They, they are 
not doing uh, uh, well in terms of uh, producing their cars. They're streamlining their management. And when these kinds of leaks come out about decisions made long ago, you know that the knives are out. Elon Musk telling employees that they were going to, I think the term was flatten the executive structure um, with Doug Field obviously taking some time off that, you know, a spokesperson said he wasn't leaving the company. Hard to say taking some time off, um, which has not been determined the length yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 it tends to make one wonder what's going on over there. Yeah. Oftentimes people take time off with the exact same interval that it takes for their contract to expire. That too. <laughs> Law firm Gerard Gibbs LLP filed a class action lawsuit against Apple for faulty butterfly keyboards found in 2015 and later MacBooks and 2016 and later MacBook Pros. The suit alleges Apple knew of the defect but did not disclose the issue to customers and is now accused of violating California's Unfair Competition Law and Consumer Legal Remedies Act, the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act, the Song Beverly Consumer Warranty Act, and fraudulent concealment. Here's what I want to know. When did it become so popular to get on these warranty acts? Everybody, they're just like crowding in so much. Every single one of these has like two different co-sponsors. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs the warranty rub. So I have a 2016 uh, MacBook Pro. I do not have any problems with my keys, but I know a lot of people who do. This is a common complaint. You know, someone's like, my N key stopped working yeah. or my shift key stopped working. And, you know, it's, it's something that you, you can, you know, fix at a genius bar or whatever, but it's extremely inconvenient. And it's, it's widespread enough um, among people who, you know, work in the tech scene that yeah. I assume it's pretty widespread for everyone else who I'm not following on Twitter. Well, everybody go ahead and let us know. Hit us up at Justin R. Young and at Sarah Lane if your later than 2015 MacBook Pro keyboard is not working. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Wear OS, formerly known as Android Wear, is getting a new chipset from Qualcomm. Qualcomm says by the holiday, several partners will have Wear OS smartwatches with the new chipset. Pankaj Kadia, Qualcomm's senior director of wearables, refers to the new chips as dedicated in use cases, saying that we can expect multiple variations. All chips will have Bluetooth and Wi-Fi as standard, while fitness and sports-focused chips will have GPS and likely LTE support as well as improved battery life. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of information about how improved the battery life would be, but assuming that, you know, I mean, I have a watch that has a battery that's not a smartwatch and, you know, it's going to last however many years, yes. right? You know, if you beyond, have a smartwatch, beyond the your battery, death of the you know, universe. it's, it's yeah. yeah. So, so that's, you know, that's cool. Um, they also, Qualcomm, um, a spokesperson in the story that I read anyway, was, um, going on and on about, um, how the, you know, the, the having a watch with, with good battery life and, you know, having your notifications and everything was still not, um, attractive as a watch. Sure. And so Qualcomm is, you know, looking forward to being a part of, you know, the, the next era of smartwatches where they're, they're not like, do you have a cool watch or do you have a smartwatch? Yeah. You know? Well, look, smartwatches and wearables in general, I feel like are still in a lot of uh, throwing all the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks phase uh, because you're trying to – they're kind of in the unenviable position of not having the hardware to do the coolest possible things that we can think of uh, and yet not being something that you can just put on your wrist and forget forever. Uh, and and uh, all, every version of this – could very much benefit from having something that you don't have to charge every day, that you can charge very fast, and be able to have LTE to really, really, really take advantage of the, I just put it on my wrist, and now all of a sudden something really cool is possible that wasn't also, uh, that I, I also just can't do on my phone easier and faster. Another cool thing, um, Uber users, this is an update to the app, can now rate their trip mid-ride instead of just at the end or when you fire up your Uber app the next time you ride, which could be days later, providing a star rating with categorized and written feedback or a tip at any time instead of having to wait for the trip to end. This is actually an issue I've had quite a few times because sometimes I'll have a bad ride and then I forget and then I give them five stars because, uh, you know, I'm just trying to be nice, but I kind of, you know, there were, there was more context that, that I wasn't adding. Uber says the data will be used to recognize top quality drivers, but also better pinpoint where and when something went wrong. If the review is not glowing. Look, I think this is fantastic because I have fairly rarely had terrible experiences with rideshare in general, but Man, when somebody is trying to take you for a ride and, and totally going against what the GPS is telling them and you're frustrated and you've corrected them twice, the ability to give them one star, which would then, I assume, on, on, on Uber's back end, just immediately trigger them watching what happens throughout the rest of that ride or at least flagging it at the point that you were dissatisfied enough to take action, I think it would be a tremendous boon for their user experience as a whole. 
And Uber's been, their customer service is actually really good. Uh, the other day I was trying to get an Uber to my house and I saw that the person was just going in the wrong direction for like six minutes. So I canceled the ride and Uber was like, well, you know, that cost you $5 for the driver's time. But it's like, well, but the driver was going in the absolute wrong direction, which is something that I'll get my money back for that. Yeah. You know, as history serves anyway. But this is another thing. It's like, yeah, because they know where you are. They know exactly wh- who you're with, where where your ride is going. And if you can, you know, if you have, I don't know, the trip starts fine and then something's weird in the middle and then, you know, you get out your destination, you know, eventually that's all fine and good. But by the time you get out and, you know, fumbling with your phone and the whole thing, it's like, you might not give them the feedback that they actually want. Like this is data that they actually want. Sure. I just need one more thing, Uber. Just give me a button to press when somebody calls me and asks me where I'm going, which they're not supposed to do. And I can just hit a button. And then if I take the ride, I take the ride. But at least they understand that this behavior, which is against their entire business model, is being recorded and you can track who's doing it. That's all I need from the app. Levi's smart jacket and technology fashion statement, the Jacquard, has got a new one, uh, 1.2 platform update from partner Google. The update adds support for ride-sharing alerts. Bose's Aware Mode, that's a proprietary technology that lets users hear what's going on around them and still listen to their music, and location saving. Of course, the Jacquard is a connected jacket from Levi's. So I love a good jean jacket. Um, I don't know why I would (laughs) need this. Right. But I, I just don't, I don't know. The connected clothing thing has never caught on for me. I'm fine with it. If it does not need to be charged, if that makes sense, if, if there's if there's some element of an interconnected smart technology that just becomes standard or there's an open framework where it's easy and cheap for people to put it in, I'm for it. But man, do I not need yet another thing in my ever growing garden of wires uh, uh, to plug in every single night. I well, think and and go ahead, Roger. Oh, no, it's just what I think interesting is that um, there was enough faith in it to have an update, right? So the update does signal to consumers that like this is something we're still pursuing, Google and Levi's, and so it's not going to be an orphan pro- uh, a product. I think there's something there. I honestly do. I think the as as much as you know, whether you're not into denim jackets or into Levi's, you know, style or having, you know, weird baseball motions uh, to activate like cufflinks, it's around the cuff to to activate the various functions. I think there's something here uh, with with this particular product. And I think it has to do with the fact that I believe like you're at some point that will kind of be like the keyboard interface of whatever device, not necessarily your smartphone, but it could be, you know, a, a, uh, it could be a watch. It could be glasses. It could be something, but you could use the jack. Uh, I guess it's, I always want to say shirt, but it's a jacket uh, as a way to interface with that in a way that looks natural, right? You don't, you don't need to cobble together a bunch of different devices plus your smartphone 
to control it all. I'm waiting for smart pants so I can text my mom happy Mother's Day by like ham boning on on the Bart. Like that'll be that'll be that'll be a great step forward for me. Uh, uh, in all seriousness, though, I, I do think that there is a there is a place for something like this going forward, but uh, it, it'll it'll definitely for me at least depend on having uh, uh, it be easy to use and something that does not get in the way and adds unobtrusively where I, I don't quite know that I need to have, you know, a full haptic feedback system to let me know that my Uber's there uh, when I already have a phone and a watch to do it. But you never know. I like the Bose aware mode um, because I frequently um, in the uh, – the alley right outside my house is like, if I'm listening to music, I can't hear somebody behind me, you yeah. know, and you know, you, you know, you, you have to be aware. You, so that, that whole thing is like, that's pretty cool. And I know that exists already, but to have it on a jacket, like if you're biking or sure. something, you know, you're just like not in a position to even look at a smartwatch necessarily. I do, can you, see. do you do that thing where you're walking somebody that you know is like walking toward you, but you have to make the decision on whether or not to pull your earbuds out to like prepare for a conversation? Uh, uh, and then like, let's say you do, but they don't initiate. Then you got to put it back. I would love to just be able to kind of turn it down and be able to have it. But that just might be a very slim use case for only me and my anxiety. <laughs> Depends on who's walking toward you, I guess. I know. Hey, folks, to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes or less, subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. And thanks to everybody who um, supports us in our subreddit, DailyTechNewsShow.com, or Reddit.com slash DailyTechNewsShow. All right, thing of the day. Let's check in with Nate Langston to find out why a laser could get you jail time in the UK. True story. Thanks, guys. Hey, how long do you think you could get in prison in the UK for shining a laser at an airplane? Well, thanks to a new law here in the UK, the answer is five years and an unlimited fine. Turns out lasers are still causing massive problems at airports. We've discussed that in depth this week, and we shine some local light, not lasers, on Google's decision to ban all ads for and against the upcoming Irish abortion referendum. And we discuss how that fits in with the UK and Ireland's usual expectations of democracy in the age of the internet. All that and more at techpodcast.uk. Back to you. Thank you, Nate. My goodness. Lasers in airports. Mm -mm. They're not, they're not joking around over there. Time to check the mailbag now. This one comes from Matt. He says, here in Massachusetts, Xfinity just boosted my internet to 150 megabits per second download. However, at the same time, they removed channels like the Food Network because they claimed there weren't enough viewers. Of course, you can get the Food Network if you want to pay more. You can move up a tier and get the Food Network back. I'm on the digital economy plan, the cheapest high-speed plan they offer. I call BS on nobody watching the Food Network because <laughs> well, I know, like, come on. I don't, so I don't, crazy. as much as I know that uh, the Food Network, Food Network devotees are, are hardcore, the question for Comcast is not necessarily who is watching or if there are people watching, but are there enough people watching to navigate the very tricky late stage world of rights fees for all of these channels, which are very often tied together with parent companies. So uh, I, I would not be shocked specifically on these budget plans 
You are getting the budget plan because they are going to be able to pull stuff like this. Uh, uh, and and uh, in, in a weird way, as cable gets consistently more and more sheared down by other uh, different properties, you're probably going to see it morph more into what we've kind of always wanted, which was a more a la carte system where, where, where they will offer more specifically tailored plans to exactly what you want as they slowly fade away and classify themselves as obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of a switcheroo on Xfinity's part. No one's watching the Food Network, but if you pay more, you can get the Food Network back. Well, yeah, here's, because here's some faster internet that you didn't ask for. Well, because remember, they have to pay per subscriber for the Food Network. So they're saying you're not worth it if there's not enough of you doing it. If that makes sense. Or if they're on just that plan and they can reduce it to another tier, then all of a sudden they're paying way less to the Food Network to air their channel. Got it. Well, thanks, Matt, for the feedback. Always good to get feedback from all of you. And thanks also to Justin Robert Young for helping me hold down the fort on this wonderful uh, May 14th Monday. <laughs> Justin, what's been going on with you? Oh, well, you know, we are doing our best over here in Oakland uh, at the... Uh studios where i am broadcasting uh to bring you the political news in your inbox five days a week so what do you say you get on board with this free political newsletter all you got to do is head on over to free political newsletter.com it is the politics 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 daily free five days a week it's mostly gifts maybe a few hot takes all the stories you need to know and you don't have to read any blogs you don't need to watch any 24-hour news just come to your boy I'll get it to you post-haste. It's uh, overnight now, even on the East Coast. So go ahead and check that out. Freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Thanks to everybody who supports the show. Dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. Uh, you have lots of ways to support our show. But the 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 most um, the most popular way is via Patreon. We love our patrons. We love our patrons. Patreon.com slash DTNS. And please, please peruse our selection of branded gear. Yes. We have um, hats. We have sweatshirts. We have uh, ladies' T-shirts. All that good stuff. And our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. And tomorrow we'll be back with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs>